1 Chronicles chapter 13. David consulted with the captains of thousands and of hundreds, even with every leader. David said to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is of Yahweh our God, let's send word everywhere to our brothers who are left in all the land of Israel, with whom the priests and the Levites are in their cities that they have pasture lands, that they may gather themselves to us. Also, let's bring the ark of our God back to us again, for we didn't seek it in the days of Saul. All the assembly said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David assembled all Israel together from the Shehor river of Egypt, even to the entrance of Hamath, to bring God's ark from Kiriath-Jerim. David went up with all Israel to Baalah, that is, to Kiriath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up from there God Yahweh's ark that sits above the cherubim, that is called by the name. They carried God's ark on a new cart and brought it out of Abinadab's house, and Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart. David and all Israel played before God with all their might, even with songs, with harps, with stringed instruments, with tambourines, with cymbals and with trumpets. When they came to Kedon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Yahweh's anger burned against Uzzah, and he struck him, because he put his hand on the ark. And he died there before the Lord. David was displeased, because Yahweh had broken out against Uzzah, and he called that place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring God's ark home to me? So David didn't move the ark with him into David's city, but carried it aside into Obed-Edom, the Gittite's house. God's ark remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And Yahweh blessed Obed-Edom's house and all that he had. So during the reign of Saul, before David, Saul wasn't interested in inquiring of the Lord. There's quite a lot of examples in Samuel where Saul did not ask the Lord what to do. And at one point, he even asked a sorcerer what to do. <laughs> so he wasn't interested in inquiring of the Lord. And the Ark of the Covenant languished. It just it wasn't even a part of like life. But it was supposed to be a central part of the life of Israel. But David, he he's now says, all right, Saul didn't inquire of the Lord, but let's get the Ark back into Israel. So David's keen to improve things. Now, um, there are some people in the world who are keen to improve things, but they want to do it in accordance with their own ideas. And um, so you've got all sorts of people. There are people out there that want to improve the world, but they want to improve it their way. Well, David is someone who wants to improve the nation, but he wants to do it God's way. But he doesn't find out what God's way is. <laughs> At least he doesn't find out what's the way that God wants the ark to be moved. So he knows lots of things that are God's way, but in the, in the detail of this, he didn't, wasn't aware. So you've got, there's a lot of people in today's culture that want to improve the world. I mean, you think if you go back 100 years to the Bolsheviks, you know, the Russian Revolution, they had these ideas about what would make the world a better place, but they were doing it according to their own ideas, and it just made a big mess. But here's David, he wants to do things for God. He wants to do things God's way. And now that's an honorable intention. And that's a big difference between most people in the world and those who are in the body of Christ. But David doesn't quite go far enough because 
he doesn't find out how God wants it to be done. And in this chapter, we have this terrible story of, the, of Uzzah who reaches out, touches the ark and dies because they weren't doing it the way that God said. So on one hand, it's noble to want to improve the world, like so many people do, politicians and everyone. That's nice and all, but that's not enough. You've got to want to do things God's way. Thank, and you know, we do. But even if we do, We've got to take one more step. We have to find out how does the Lord want to improve the world? What's his plan? How does he want to go about it? So we need to have the mind of Christ. And so uh, it says here that David called all Israel from the Shehor River um, in Egypt up to the edge of Hamath. So I just had a quick look at that. And the Shehor River is down basically the border of Israel and Egypt in, in Egyptian, it means the water of Horus, which is one of the Egyptian gods. And so it's, a very, it's, it's much lower down than the border of Israel and Egypt is today. It's further down south. And Hamath is way up north. Like, it's not just north. It's 400 kilometers north of Jerusalem. Even where Damascus is, it's about 50 kilometers north of Damascus. So this is quite a ways north. So David's got control over a big area. And um, what's interesting here is you don't get a sense of how, mu how much land he's controlling. There was a process, you know, when David became the king of all Israel, there's a process of conquering other nations and expanding the territory. In this story, it's just done. And in, then in the next chapters, we're going to start talking about that process and how David started expanding in the chapters ahead. But here, in this story, it's just done. So from Hamath, way up north, to, you know, What's the name of that river? The Shehor River, way down south. He's, he's in control of a lot of land, and it's in this moment that he wants to bring the ark up to Jerusalem. And so the chronology or the timing of everything in the Chronicles version is just left out, and some of these stories are not in the right order. Now, so they, they try to bring up the Ark of the Covenant, and um, you know they have this terrible event, and Uzzah dies, and David's afraid because he really wants this but he realizes something's not right. And, you know, he ends up having the fear of the Lord. He was afraid of the Lord. And that's a good thing. The result of the fear of the Lord is he went to inquire, Lord, how can I serve you? What do you want? And that's why the fear of the Lord is important because it drives us to want to do things the Lord's way. But in those three months that the ark is left, it's left in the house of Obed-Edom, and it says he was a Gittite. Now, do you know what a Gittite is? A Gittite was someone who had come from the, from the city of Gath. He was a Philistine. So this is actually quite interesting because, you know, like my wife, she's an American, but she's not in America. But we just say, oh, I'm, you know, I tell people I'm married to an American from California. So this guy, he's a Gittite, but he's not in Gath. So it's just like that. He's someone from the city of Gath, but no longer in the city of Gath. He's in the land of Israel. He's a Philistine, but no longer in the land of the Philistines. He's in Israel, and he must have been friendly enough because they let him have the Ark of the Covenant. And that's interesting because when Saul was the king, well, even before Saul was the king, when Samuel was the judge, the uh, Philistines had actually defeated Israel, destroyed the, the town of Shiloh, taken the Ark of the Covenant to the land of the Philistines. So the Ark of the Covenant was with the Philistines in the early chapters of Samuel, like chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 4, 5, in that period. And it was during that period of time that the ark 
caused all sorts of problems in the land of the Philistines and they didn't want it there anymore and they sent it back. Now, the Ark of the Covenant is in the house of a Philistine, except it doesn't cause him any problems at all. It blesses his house. <laughs> so we've got these two interesting stories. You know, the one from 1 Samuel where the Ark was with the Philistines but causing them problems, but now we've got the Ark that's with a Philistine and his family and blessing them hugely. Now, what's the difference between the two? I think the difference is in the heart of the individual Philistines. <laughs> Here's a Philistine who recognizes this is the Lord and wants the, you know, he welcomes the presence into his house and he values it. And as a result, he's blessed. But the other Philistines, they brought the Ark of the Covenant in as a trophy of war. You know, this God's no good. We've conquered him, we've defeated him. <laughs> no respect. And so, what, do you, what does that tell you? It just says, you know what, we're all Philistines, but our attitude toward the Lord should be respect. So, Father, I wanna thank you that your presence in our lives makes a difference, makes a blessing, just like your presence in the house of Obed-Edom. And Lord, I ask that our hearts will be so warm towards you, full of respect, and Lord, that you would bless us, you'd strengthen us, and you'd cause us to be an example of the light of Christ to those around. In Jesus' name, amen.